Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Hey, uh, Thatch, you gonna make a teaser this week? I noticed you left it, uh, blank last week. No. And welcome to the 244th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts, Gator, and the fluffiest whimsicott. And we are here to bring you another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, uh, a name we came up with in 2007. Uh, but we are more than just a podcast that talks pretty much everything Pokemon. We are also a community, so if you have the chance and you're a new listener, I suggest checking out PucklePodcast.com, where you can hang out, battle, trade, do all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's my spiel. I, <laughs> it was a good I'd, spiel. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I had no hand, and neither did Fluffiest, in choosing the Pokemon Underground Champions League, the nonsensical nope. name that Thatch made up with... <laughs> Uh, Thatch, not, not Thatch and uh, the original Professor Sycamore came so. up with in uh, 2007. It's such a good name, isn't it? I yeah. actually like it. I mean, it's whatever. I don't I'm like it from a that. marketing perspective, but... <laughs> wow, it's cool. It gives cool points. Come on. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, if, I, I guess it got you a lot of cool points when you were 16, Thatch. Yeah, probably when I was 16. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking to him now, so something worked. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got some pretty cool people to talk to me. All right, all right. So I'm gonna just segue real hard and ask you guys what you've been up to in Pokemon lately. Well, I of course have been playing Go. Um, like duh, with like the rest of the world, like the rest of the world is. Um, I'm level 22 at this point, kind of. Mm idling there i was looking at some stats the other day talking about how uh that level progression oh it's hard. awful 
And I'm like, you're not at level 22. You're not even a quarter of the way to level 40. So no, it's just based that's on the what's called. Uh, it's called a soft level cap, I believe. Yeah, uh, which I mean, it's fine. I'm not like rushing towards the end game. Like, what's the point? Yeah, but I wanted to get to at least like I wanted to push myself as high as I could, just for the simple fact that it's more expedient to catch these higher CP Pokemon, mm-hmm. and it's just easier to wreck face, especially when your instinct. Like the majority of the podcast hosts, yeah, like it's just so much easier to be stronger than everybody else because <laughs> you can be more by yourself, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, just, yeah, I agree. Other than that, um, did my gym battles last week? I'd like to give a special shout out to Snag. Finally, uh, got every all the stars aligned, and he was capable of grabbing my badge. He snagged it. What'd you say? Snagged I, it. I can't <laughs> stop making that pun. Uh, he it's is really the bad. owner of the Snaggin' Wagon, so, <laughs> like, between him and his awesome wife and, like, his beautiful family, he's finally had the accomplishment of beating Gator in the Summer League this year, so <laughs> special shout-outs to Snag, because I know he's listening. By the way, shout-out to his entire family. Did you see his latest article? Uh, I have not read it yet, no. Because he has some new amazing monikers for little girl snag and little boy snag. Oh, I'm so excited. They are now known as Snagorina and Snagorino. Oh, oh my gosh, great. that's so good. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> so shout out to Snag uh, and Dr. Rogino and Snagorino and Snagorina. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that's really good. I really like that. That's super cute. Oh, um, otherwise, I downloaded uh, Pokemon Red the other day. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's super hot in Florida. Like it's like a hundred and feet five degrees is what it feels like walking outside. Yes, yeah. and we get these like constant thunderstorms in the afternoon because that's just how it works in Florida. So I was like, you know what? I can't get enough with Go, so I'm gonna download the original. And I've been playing Pokemon Red, so I've got about five hours in that right now. Oh man, I don't blame you. I was like, I I've been feeling the nostalgia hit real hard from uh, Go. You know what I mean? Yeah, and okay. it just makes me irritated because I'm like. Man, I don't have anybody nearby to trade with. Like mm-hmm. I can't do. Uh, I really want a, a Machamp, and I want an Alakazam. Yeah. And so I'm kind of irritated right now that I can't have them. So that's kind of like my one complaint. In addition to all the Pokemon I can't have on Pokemon Go, like Farfetch'd. <laughs> salty, so salty. Yep. What about you, Fluffius? What have you been up to? Oh well, almost the same. I mean, I've been playing a tiny bit of Go. Because I'm really upset with the three steps thing, and so I'm at level 19, but I haven't moved from there in a few days. I'm just, I'm waiting for them to fix it. Since the servers are doing so much better, even with Japan and France in the game, I mean, I'm optimistic that we're going to see a fix for that relatively soon. Uh, you're being very optimistic. They're actually doing it. I think, I think they, by the time we, like, physically right now, are almost on recording. They should be done with the panel in San Diego Comic Con with John Hanke. No, Hanky. I think I think that's a bit later because that's Pacific Time Thatch. Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay. By the time yeah. we're done recording it's the like podcast, in an hour it'll be over. Or two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what happens there. I just want to see somebody kind of call him out for it. You know. I, I don't know, I I don't know what you guys are talking about. We deliver this episode live to everyone whenever. <laughs> that's what people. I mean, that's what some people like to think. They like to think that we do that. There is a rumor going around that people are going to be able to catch a legendary bird at San Diego. Oh, that's just a legendary, though. I I mean, a rumor, I think. 
I think it's just a rumor. Um, we'll anyway, I because the there's a lot of San Diego Comic Con stuff. Yeah, so much. The, the thing is, uh, if if it's true, I mean, it's going to be like, yeah, let's distract you with Articuno be- before you can ask me about the three steps bug. Um, because <laughs> no, no, it won't distract them at all because then you can't f- track Articuno. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, anyway, no, I've been doing very little Go. Just my main purpose in Go this week has been explaining to people older than I am who had never seen a Pokemon before in their life how to play Go. <laughs> and then I was swept up by the nostalgia as well, and I'm playing Yellow, and I also have nobody to trade with, and I, I'm going to be honest. Today I was considering just buying blue version on my other 3DS so I can trade with <laughs> myself <laughs> to get the whole Pokedex. That's so sad, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not sad, it's smart. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I had another 3DS, I would have already been doing that, so... Yeah, but I mean, I have a brother and a sister who actually play Pokemon, and it, they didn't want to spend the 10 bucks to get no. the old original games. It's so sad. Anyway, I've been doing a bit of yellow. Um, I'm pretty far behind, but um, I'm raising my Nidoran female, and I'm pretty happy about my Nidoran female so far. And then I started on Nuzlocke of Y, because sometimes I look at the 8-pixel tall Pokemon, and I go, no, I need some 3D in my life. <laughs> Uh, I started the Nuzlocke of Soul Silver recently, though. Oh, uh, just that's be- the one. I mean, it's also awful because levels, um, yeah. because grinding. Uh, that that game is pretty bad about it. Yeah, um, Nuzlocke in Soul Silver is like it was the best of time. It was the worst. Of yeah, time. exactly. Uh, See, this makes me sad because I wanted. To, I've never played a Gen Four game. So, really? Yeah, oh my and gosh. they're so expensive. Yeah, no, like, Harkle Soul Silver is super expensive. Like, air, it's and even diamond and pearl and uh, platinum. Yeah, are those pretty pricey too. These games like never depreciate. So I'm not spending like sixty bucks to get like Gen Four nostalgia, and I don't really care to play on emulators. So yeah, no. What? Okay, so like the problem with emulators for me is like, and it probably for you too, is that like you can't transfer those Pokemon to your current gen when you're done. Yeah, they're not real. Yeah. My problem is, is I like playing on a Game Boy. Yeah. Like, if I'm playing Pokemon, well, I don't want to play it on the computer. Like, unless it's Showdown. Because Showdown I mean, doesn't even count, so. You could play it on your phone, but still, A, it's not the same thing. And B, my first full odds shiny is not going to be in a freaking emulator. <laughs> I am going to keep that thing forever. Yeah. Yeah, I've never caught a shiny. Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, I mean, I have, but no full odds ones. Mm. Uh, in addition to me starting that, I, I've also been playing Go. I've been I've been really busy Pokemoning this week. Uh, I I've picked Red version back up as well on my 3ds. Um, and uh, today I actually went to a Pokemon pre-release for Steam Siege, uh, and I got really awful pulls. Oh, it was it was actually well, it wasn't they weren't awful pulls, but like to build the deck, you know, they give you the 23 cards and it's usually two types that they give you. Mm-hmm. And so they, they hooked me up with like a fire grass and it was a decent setup because I got a Volcanion card, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, And I got 
Um, there's actually this really cool Yan Mega in that set that I'm kind of a fan of. I'm not, I'm sure Jushiro has his own opinions of it, but, um, I'm actually really a fan of this Yan Mega in this set, uh, because it's got this ability. It, it requires three colorless energy to do its attack for 50, and then it does another 70 if there's a tool card attached, which is actually a big thing right now, um, in my opinion. But, moving on, uh, I, I got I got this grass deck and this fire deck, and so then I pull the cards. I'm like, oh, great. Maybe I can get something to help me like support one of these types and get something going. And so I start building this deck, and I start opening the packs, and I got literally all of the grass Pokemon I already had. <laughs> uh, and, and like uh, nothing other to help me support anything. Uh, I, did get, I did get to pull that Hawlucha, though, um, the, in the Steam Siege set. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's essentially... Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the TCG, but I've gotten, like, really into it in the past, like, couple weeks. Everyone has. It was the result of Nationals. Like, we yeah, all started, right? like, digging into the TCG. We had Woody. You guys remember the story about Woody where he, like, never played before and then he, like, started winning and now he's a judge. Well, he today we just saw on the chat with him yeah. that he went to a pre-release and went 3-1 and one and came yeah. in second place. Like, yeah. everybody that went to PuckleCon is getting obsessed with the TCG. Yeah, so, We're all asking Jushiro about the TCG online. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, I, so uh, I don't know how familiar everybody is with Lysander, but the idea is the card lets you uh, – it's a supporter, which you're only allowed to play one of every turn. And, uh, and what it does is it lets you switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with its active Pokemon. So you could like, say your opponent's setting up an EX on the bench – that you could totally take out right now. Um, and you can snipe it. Yeah, and you can snipe it. And so you just Lysander, pull it in, go, boom, you're out. Now, uh, this Hawlucha's got this ability that's exactly the Lysander card. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, when it goes on your bench, you can essentially Lysander. And it's, it, like, I'm a really big fan of this card. Um, and uh, because it also lets you still use another supporter when you're done. That's true. So, and then you have the, just the added utility of another Pokemon. Yeah, and you've got the added utility of another Pokemon, which, like, I've been running a Vespaquen deck, and more Pokemon to sit in my discard pile is great. Um, and just to be able to put them there and be like, hey, this is a lo- my, I can replace a couple Lysanders in my deck now with this Hawlucha. And mm. I can get more damage racked up easier. So it's, it's a cool card. Um, I think, I mean, other than playing an insanely large amount of the TCG and playing a Nuzlocke of Soul Silver, I think that's been my Pokemon week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way too much stuff. All right. Uh, so let's, there's been a huge news drop this week of just everything. So we're going to head over to the news, guys. So let's cue the epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, we are going to talk about the big news drop that happened with uh, Pokemon here later today. But uh, we wanted to talk about all of the other things that happened. First of all, Pokemon Go, I believe, is in almost every country it needs to be in right now. Well, um, I would argue that it needs to be out in many other countries, but it's out in most of Europe and North America. What do you mean by most of Europe? Japan. 
Uh, it's still not out in like Belarusia and Ukraine and Russia and okay. another couple of those countries in okay. the east. It's out in France, it's out in Japan, it's out in Canada. It's still not out anywhere in Southern America, and uh, I think it's not out in India and in Indonesia and other countries mm -hmm. in Southeast Asia. So, And it's not out anywhere in Africa, I think. Okay. Well, it's getting close. And the servers are still pretty stable, so I'm pretty happy. Uh, I mean, if you call close, missing two entire continents. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Well, that's very <laughs> Western of you. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, in I addition, see. uh, so, but Pokemon goes out and it's doing all right. Um, we talked about that plenty though. So, uh, so we got Pokemon news to talk about today in the uh, main topic, but there's also going to be more Pokemon news we know now on August 1st at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So, there's I more swear, news. If it's more Pokemon, I'm going to be very cool. They've dropped a lot of Pokemon recently. Like, there's I mean, probably about you... 15 or some dropped now. Did you see? That tweet about um, the Pokemon known before the official release by Joe Merrick. <laughs> it was like, no. okay, so we knew like um, one-fifth of the Pokemon in this generation and one-sixth of the Pokemon in this generation and one-fourth in this generation. And then in Generation 6, we knew two-thirds of the Pokemon. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. They only, uh, oh, to be fair, they gosh. only added, like, 72. So, like, t take that for what you will. Like, how many did we know in Gen 5? Like, like one-third. One-third. We, we knew one-third. That's 50 Pokemon compared to, like, I guess about 50 Pokemon. Yeah, there. but 25 meant... released now. There's 25 that they've... Yeah, but oh my knowing, gosh, 25 knowing 50 Pokemon in Generation 5 meant that you had 100 Pokemon left to discover in the That's game. That's true. I, I knowing knowing forty what was it forty two forty six in generation six meant you had twenty Pokemon left to discover. I mean that is, I won't say the word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I think they should just beware about what they're doing. Beware. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, but there's going to be more news. I'm kind of hoping it's like more than just Pokemon this time. I mean, I mean, we they obviously have some tidbits added into it, but I'd like to hear something like story component wise like i don't want a plot or anything i want to be like hey there's this character who's definitely a bad guy uh and he runs this team uh so I, that's all i want literally that's all i want but we're gonna get like six pokemon plus that uh ah. more than likely i mean they just keep they keep like it's like it's like nintendo is holding all of them in their arms and they keep dropping them you know and, and then we, they like, keep pick them up. sending them in! <laughs> and it's just... Which is getting nuts. about as scary as clowns, if you think about it, because yeah. they're ruining the game. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I wouldn't go so far as to say they're ruining it, because, like, you don't know where these Pokemon are found yet. Like, they're still I don't care. Yeah. There's, there's one feeling. I, I've said this before, but there is one feeling I distinctly remember from... The year 2001, 15 years ago, stepping into a patch of grass and having a Pokemon pop out and having no idea what that is and going, 
wow, I really like this. I wonder what this is. I'm going to catch it and I'm going to raise it. And this is so interesting. I bet this is a really cool Pokemon. What's its name? Hopip? Wow, I really like Hopip. <laughs> and yeah, it was a freaking <laughs> And you were the Hopip, only person but... that said that. But see, um, okay, here's my other thing. No, too. no, no, no. The thing is, I want that again, and they're not letting me have it. But they are letting you have it. That's the thing. Like, you are more plugged in than the average Pokemon player because you have to be. Like, you could just as easily, like, ignore all this stuff and, like, not watch the videos and not read about the releases. But you specifically have to be because you're plugged into a Pokemon podcast. Like, I've brought this up before. We are the nerds. That are like but, clamoring for this information. This is why. It keeps but being that is my point. I mean, the people who care about stepping into a patch of grass and finding a completely new Pokemon are the hardcore Pokemon fans who That's are true. the ones who keep on top of the news and who demand to know more stuff. Like, I don't demand to know anything. You specifically I was... know, but like. There's a reason we have about it on the news. There's a reason our listeners listen to us to yes. hear the latest news. Like, people just want to know. So you are a unique individual in this, Fluffiest. Like, I'm telling you, the majority of people are just like, give me more information. Like- and once again, <laughs> I have to suffer because I'm weird. No, you're, you're, Gator's 100% right. Um, okay, so moving on. If you live in North America and you're like, man, I've, I don't want to nuzlocke anything but I want to play some more Pokemon indoors because it's really hot outside. Well, you're in luck if you own a Wii U um, because a bunch of Pokemon games have recently dropped to the Wii U eShop. Uh, we have uh, Pokemon Ranger, and that finally came to the eShop in the U.S. You also have uh, Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia dropping next week. And on top of that, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky dropped this week as well. So, like, go play some Pokemon spinoffs, specifically. They should put Pokemon Conquest on the on the eShop. I feel like that would do really well. Mm. Um, just throwing that out there, Nintendo. Make some more money. I'd uh, also like to uh, disappoint everyone and make everyone sad. Because if you missed the uh, Shaman event, it ends today. Yep. You're listening to this tomorrow. So. <laughs> yep. Uh in addition, uh, I think I think the strangest piece of news we have here right now um, is well. Uh, before I go to this, I'm going to talk about the Global Link real quick. Um, so the Global Link is going to go offline in October. This happens every time we get a new generation. The Global Link always goes offline for like the last month of the generation, so that they can update it. Uh, by always, I mean I'm basing this on one data point. Uh, this happened in Gen 5 to the transition to Gen 6, so it's ha- it's happening again from Gen 6 to Gen 7. Uh, but yeah, they're just going to update it, and if you're like a frequent patron of the, uh, of the Pokemon Global Link, they're going to be bringing back ability capsules and- for 5,000 Pokemiles apiece, and on top of that, y- everything else is just discounted 50% until that's over, until it's gone. So, go enjoy that while you can. Yeah, wonder trade a billion bridgex and then yep. stock up on items. Yep. Okay, and then finally, the most exciting piece of news uh, is that because of all of this hype from Pokemon Go, uh, potentially rejuvenating Pokemon to mainstream media, uh, we have people clamoring over the rights to make Pokemon movies, including uh, Netflix. But I believe uh, Legendary Pictures snag the rights to... Uh, to make po- Pokemon mo- live-action movies, 
um, Detective Pikachu movies specifically. Um, you know, the game that hasn't even come out in the U.S. It's going to get a movie because Pokemon Go made people realize that Pokemon can make people butt tons of money. So yep. that's happening. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I believe it's going to begin production in 2017, and it's going to be, I think, more than just one movie. I think they're planning on making it, like, a series of movies. Wait, an entire series about Detective Pikachu? Yeah, well, the game itself was made to do that as well. Like, the game's left open-ended. Oh. I think they meant, like, they were going to do quote-unquote episodes with it, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, that's actually really, really awesome, I guess, from a standpoint. Uh, also, it's gotta be Danny DeVito now, right? Every, yes. Everybody, like, you know, if, if it's not, if Danny DeVito doesn't voice it, Danny DeVito needs to at least make some kind of cameo. Like, they run into each other on the streets of New York, and Danny DeVito's getting a hot dog, and he goes, what's a Pikachu, you know? And <laughs> that's it, you know, that's all we need Danny DeVito for. And it'll just be perfect. Just perfect. Beautiful. I mean, it's really cool that this is like, we're getting a live action Pokemon movie in addition to, you know, our crappy animated movies. And, uh. Well, I, you, you, you say that like that adjective will not be applicable to the live action movie, but you know be better. how it's it being, is. It's being made by somebody who's not the Pokemon company, so. I feel like live action movies of video games that they haven't done well ever, but it's okay. Tomb Raider did all right. Tomb uh, Raider did all right, maybe. I mean, Tomb Raider was a different video game, and they played the Angelina Jolie card, which yeah. brought a lot of money into that. So yeah. it's kind of a like a special case. Yeah. I'd like to uh, point out too this minor bit of news that I saw the other day. Okay. Um, there has been like this aftermarket surge in the price of everything Pokemon because of Pokemon yes. Go. So like mm-hmm. Pokemon games are going for like two hundred percent of the price that they were going for before Pokemon Go was released, mm-hmm. like the old games. Um and like if you sort the eBay top seller list, like the number one item is uh mobile battery packs. <laughs> yes. Followed by Pokemon games, followed by Pokemon cards. Yeah, that was hilarious to see. <laughs> So, like, Pokemon, like you said, like, it's getting big. The mainstream push coming from Go yeah. is, like, besides just, the, like, the live-action fight and all these other things, like, it's it, there's real-world economic impact that's happening because people are walking around staring at It's affecting phones. us personally as Pokemon fans, and I don't like it. Stop playing my Pokemons. See, don't be a gatekeeper, though, with that. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper. I, I was joking. Come on. Come I, on. I'm a big fan. Actually, I talked about this on the live show yesterday. And I'll talk about it briefly. I, I was actually talking to uh, Professor Sycamore yesterday, like our original Professor Sycamore. Uh, not yesterday, but the day before. And uh, he, like, Pokemon Go got him back into Pokemon. Like, he legit went out and bought a 2DS on Friday. And Pokemon X. That is, that is insane and awesome. He hasn't played Pokemon since Gen 4. And, like, he's just like, yeah, I was playing this. And I'm like, man, I want to play some Pokemon. And he messaged me today because he's playing X, and he's just like, dude, there's, this game's so good. There's so much to do in between the first and second badge. I'm like, yeah, this game's done, like, pretty well. Yeah, um, I met a guy who was, like, passing by, and I was sitting, like, under a tree be- 
between two Pokestops. Mm-hmm. And he just passed through there and he was like, oh, you're playing Pokemon. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know, I, you know, I uninstalled that app because, like, it was taking over my life. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, I remember playing Pokemon. Like, my favorite game, the last I played, was, like, Sapphire. And I was like, you know, they have 3D remakes of that now. And he was like, wait, what? That thing you're playing is 3D? Because because I was I was software oh. setting for shaming while yeah. I was waiting for the Pokestop to regenerate. And I, I turned the 3D slider on and I showed him. And he was like, that is quite neat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's bringing everyone back. It's kind of neat. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan. Big fan. But yeah, that's it for the news. Um, we, we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz to see if these two can answer some trivia that we've got. So let's, let's go quiz ya. And on to Puckles Pokey Quiz. Puckles Pokey Quiz is where we quiz our co-host on Pokemon trivia. Uh, they are not allowed to use their browsers. They are given the oper- They are given one minute to answer each question. And on top of that, they uh, are given one hint for every question, uh, and in addition to an extra minute. So uh, uh, this week is actually a little bit special because all of our questions were provided by Snag. And they, this is a special episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz because they all are done in a Generation 1 setting. Which so, is terrible for so me. You guys have to keep that in mind while I ask you these questions. Um, we're going to start off with an easy one, though. I think you can answer this question very easily. Um, so here we go. Question number one. List all of the Pokemon that evolve via trade. Okay. Uh, okay. We have uh, a Machamp, Alakazam, Gengar, and Golem. Golem, right? Um, um You're you're right. You're done. Okay. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you you have answered all of the questions correctly or all all four of them. Uh Kadabra, Graveler, Haunter, and Machoke all evolved via trade in generation one. Uh, Yay, I mean four points. Yay, one point. One point. <laughs> because I'm not going to be like, you have to list a Pokemon that evolves via trade. Like, come on. Uh, mm. I mean, since then, we have like a bunch of Pokemon that can evolve via trade. Uh, so, But they typically require an item to do so. Yeah, um, or some other special condition. I don't know if there's another Pokemon that just evolves via trade other than, I believe, now Phantump and Gorgite. Yeah, I think uh, those are the ones. Yes. I think those are the only ones at the moment. Uh, okay. So that's one point. Good job. Uh, next question. Um, Wait, doesn't no? Never mind. I was gonna say I thought Dustclops did, but I think Dustclops has an item. Yeah, uh, Dustclops yeah, uses a Reaper Claw. Reaper Cloth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Question number two: How many coins did Porygon cost at the Rocket Game Corner? Uh, they they're different in both versions of the game, so you'll need Ooh. to uh, specify it and probably get both. Uh, because one of them's super easy, I think. But I think I feel like it was like nine nine nine. 
Yeah, but like add some nines there. <laughs> because I think it was like uh I think it went one in one of the game games it was like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. That's what I mean. Like red and yellow was like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. And in the others I Honestly, could not tell you. I don't know. I never played blue, but I know... I never red, played blue either. But I know red was like 9,999. Like, it was 9999. Yeah. I I never played blue, and he never played blue. Uh, so we, we can, like, throw a number up there and see <laughs> if it sticks. Um, That's what I'm... Th- I'm confident on that one. Like, I know it was that way in red. I don't know. Yeah. We'll need an answer here in like 10 okay, seconds. Okay, so that one, and if we want to go for the other one, do we want to. Okay, is there go... bonus points for the other one? Uh, yeah, I'll do this one as the bonus point one. Okay, so do we want to throw out there. If you think it was different, let's say 4,999? No, I don't think it was no. that. So like, what... it would have been something different. I don't know. I don't want to use this for my extra point one because I've never played blue. No, but uh, it's, it's not using anything. We just answer. Yeah, but we could get like a bonus points on another question. No, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> that's literally what Thatch just said. He I said, mean, we can. It's going to be much harder. I'll give you that. I'd rather take the harder one because I've okay. never played blue. Okay, okay. fine. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yes, in red version, it was 9,999 9, coins in red and yellow. And in blue version, it was actually 6,500 coins. To get poured That's down. very what random. A random ass like number. Like, what is this? <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's kind of random, but blue version was actually easier to get Porygon. It was really weird. Um, okay, so question number three. So you guys have two points so far. Uh, mm-hmm. What electric type Pokemon cannot learn any electric type moves via level up in Generation One? Um, it's it has to be uh, either Raichu or Jolteon, right? Because they evolve via Stone. And so they stop learning moves. They do stop but learning moves. Jolteon think... still learns stuff, I'm sure. Because Jolteon keeps learning stuff after he evolves. But Raichu probably stops learning everything, maybe? No? I don't know. Um, well, I'm pretty sure the Magnemite line gets Electric-type moves, and so does Electabuzz. And I think... Oh, could it be? Uh, could it be the electrode line? I don't think so. No, electrode. I'm pretty sure gets something. Then it it has to be. Oh wow! Um, Zapdos does. Uh, yeah, Zapdos has to. Okay, so I'm thinking Raichu, but I might be wrong. Well, like, there's not very many electric ones. Like, you've got the Magnemite line, you've got the Electrode line. I think if we're right, we have ruled out everything that isn't Raichu. I'm, like, I'm going to go with Electrode, though. Like, You want to answer Electrode? Yeah, huh? I feel like, I don't, like, that one I feel like you had to teach it stuff. And when I was playing, I was looking at, like, the stuff earlier for Willing when I wanted to put my team together. I felt like Electrode didn't learn anything. Electrode. Okay, I'll trust you. So, yeah, that's what we'll do. Voltorb, Electrode, that. No, Electrode. Electrode. electrode? Okay. Uh, that is correct, actually. 
Good uh, job, Electro Draper. does not learn any Electro-type moves via level up. He only actually has access to three Electro-type moves. Thunderbolt, Thunder, and Thunder Wave, all via TM in Generation 1. Yeah, I was looking awesome. at that earlier when I was throwing my team together because I was like, do I want Pikachu? Do I want Zapdos? Do I want blah, blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, that seems so useless. Uh, it's kind of yeah. nuts to think about okay. that it didn't learn any Electro-type moves. Thank you for saving us, Gator. Uh, all right. So, so glad I started playing these remakes. <laughs> question number four. Uh, what Pokemon in-game, like if you were just playing by yourself, um, could not be seen in the Pokedex? So not caught, but couldn't be seen in the Pokedex throughout the game. So it could, it could be caught. Well, you, you could obtain it. Uh, you could obtain it yourself but you wouldn't be able to just see it um um is it far-fetched i think it is does anyone use a far-fetched ever or maybe it's one of the other ones that you get by trade because there are several that you get by trade and are not in the wild right yeah. Farfetch is definitely one of them. But wasn't there like another I want to say two? Um going to need an answer in the next 15 seconds. I think seconds. we're going to have to go with that one though, right Gator? Yeah, I feel like Farfetch is our only like, okay. it, sounds, it sounds good to me. One. Um that is incorrect. The answer is actually Golem. Uh, you could not see a Golem. There was no trainer that used a Golem ever in that game. Oh, and you say it if you play by yourself. If you play by That's yourself, right. you're also not going to be able to see it. I mean, you could also, no, but you wouldn't, like, registered as seen in the Pokedex. Uh, you would be able to do Farfetch'd, but not Golem. Gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I was trying to make it clear by saying if you're playing by yourself, to, like, try to get you to No, you, you kind yeah. of did. We didn't pick up on that. <laughs> No. Uh, oh, well. Uh, okay, so we have one last question. This one is also your bonus question. Um, so I'm going to ask you, uh, how many moonstones can be found as visible items in the game? And then the bonus question is, how many moonstones are also hidden items? If you just give me a total amount of moonstones in the game as well, that can work as well. It's the same thing. We're so, going to get our hint on this one as well. Uh, you're going to use your hint? Okay. Obviously, it's um, <laughs> the total amount of moonstones is greater than the number of Pokemon needing moonstones to evolve. Okay. That is your uh, hint. And the number of Pokemon that need moonstones are Nidorino, Nidorina, Jigglypuff, uh, Clefairy, and anything else? I know you can get a moonstone in Mount Moon. Mm -hmm. Get one on the that corner of Route 2. I just grabbed one from there. Okay. And I know I, I'm pretty sure the game corner has one. Like in the game corner? Yeah, like at the like in the in the basement of the game corner. Pretty oh, sure you can find oh. one down there. Okay, that makes sense. But those and are the I only three are... I can think of you can see. <sighs> I think there are at least two hidden ones, though. Yeah, because I know there's one in the Pokemon Mansion on Cinnabar. 
And there's also one, I believe there are two in Mount Moon, like one hidden, one visible. Yeah, that sounds right to me. So that'd be three visible, two invisible? That sounds about right. All right, that's... Is that your final answer? Yes. Uh, That is correct. Yes! Uh, (laughs) There are three... uh, There are three... Moonstones available, visible, uh, Route 2, Mount Moon, and the Team Rocket hideout. Uh, additionally, uh, there are two hidden Moonstones, one in the Pokemon Mansion and one in Mount Moon. Just Wah! as you guys said. Uh, <laughs> so, good job. That gives you five points total today, guys. I actually have a tally, so I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna throw it in my sheet here real quick. Um, and tell you, Gator, you're doing really well. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it does move uh, Whimsicott up, though, into second place. Yes. Uh, she she is now at 18 points. Let me do my quick sort function here. And, okay, so Gator is in first place with 24 points. Whimsicott is in second place with 18 points. Maximus in third place with 15. Shamu and Scrawn tied for fourth with seven. Bosephus follows up with five. Viger with four. And then Ethan trails behind with just two. So yeah, that's well, Basket has four points. Uh, also, Basket has four awesome points. Yes. On the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no that basket. that is also true. Um, but yes, that is Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Listen in next week for more Puckle's Pokey Quiz action. But in the meantime, we're going to take a short break and come back right at you with the topic. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always... Thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic. Our topic is obviously the big sun and moon dump. This is happening a lot recently. It's making it hard to come up with actual episode topics, because I keep using this as a crutch. Um, so, well, not as a crutch, but it just keeps happening. And so it's like, how how am I going to function after Pokemon Sun and Moon drop? Uh, we <laughs> don't know. So This is your comeuppance for all those times where you're like, well, this week there's no news, so yep. here we go, on to the topic. Well, to be fair, we spent like eight months without news. That's so, so true. We we kind of had a right to like the floodgates complain about are, it. The floodgates are kind of opened right now. It's just kind of nuts. Um, so uh, we got names for the two Pokemon that we knew before, which one of them has the same name, Mimikyu, and the other one, uh, Kitaraguma. It is now beware, which is kind of awesome because he hugs you. You have to watch out. Beware of him hugging you. Uh, so uh, we got those names as well as their abilities. Uh, beware has Fluffy, which has all physical damage, if I'm correct. And it has damage from contact moves, yes. Okay. And but also, then you get double damage from fire type moves. So because... it essentially has a weakness to fire types. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I I kind of wish Whimsicott's Fluff would have all of physical damage, but I only get the fire type witness. That sucks. <laughs> but yeah, you make use of that prankster, so yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the ability is called Fluffy. 
<laughs> Maybe it'll be Whimsicott's new hidden ability, you know? Well, I don't think so, but... <laughs> they, they've changed hidden abilities before. So, so you would give Whimsicott two quadruple weaknesses. Yeah, that sounds yes. fun. That's right? evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mimikyu gets disguised, which is actually really cool. It seems to set up a substitute, essentially, beforehand. Uh, like, automatic substitute. So you can actually, you can technically set up, but I'm going to call it right now and say that Mimikyu is not actually that good. Um, mm. Right? Uh, I'm not 100% sure that it's actually going to be that good. We, You're thinking Focus Sash? Uh, Focus Sash would be kind of cool, right? You get like two turns to set up, but I mean, you can Nasty Plot twice, but with a base, base special attack of like 70, is that going to really do anything? Like... Well, if he's Wait, got any good hazards, do we know? Do we know their better. stats already? No, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm speculating. Oh, you're guessing this is a gimmick yeah. Pokemon, not a good Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah you're probably right. It's going to be gimmicky, and I don't think. I mean, it could, it would be. Yeah, no, like Gator said, hazards. That'd be great if it got hazards. That'd be fantastic. Mm-mm. But other than that, uh, okay. So moving on, we can actually talk about some Pokemon we haven't talked about yet. Uh, one, first one is Wimpod, because he's a wimp, and he wimps out, because that's his ability. It's gonna be legit just Abra. Um, because I mean... I, is it, like, when his HP is less than half, he just runs away? Something like or, that, Or yeah. switches out, too, which is, that, I think, is the more interesting part, is that he switches out. That is pretty interesting, actually. Uh, it's like it's uh, an eject yeah. button. Yeah, like speed. an eject button, right? I think that's kind of cool. Or you, it could be used against you as... Uh, now, it, it does matter whether or not it's like a random switch. Like, is it going to be like a roar? Or is it going to be like a uh, a volt switch? You know what I mean? That is a very good question, actually. Also, he doesn't look very good because he looks just like... I mean, I don't know. He, if he evolves into something good with this ability, it would be, might be awesome. Let's put it this way. He looks a bit like uh, an isopod or an horseshoe crab. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a, a phobia of like things that look <laughs> like they did millions of years ago. So essentially, if I meet a Wimpod, it's going to be... Who's going to run faster? Horseshoe crabs <laughs> have like blue blood, though. That's, really That's cool. not the freaky thing. The freaky thing is that they look like something out of a million-year-old nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, but either way, he's also a uh, bug water-type Pokemon. He's classified as the Turntail Pokemon. Um, they, they're they just really scared of everything. Uh, they do spit out a poisonous liquid, according to their uh, quote-unquote Pokedex information. Which uh, just endears it to Whimsicott even further. Well, that means maybe it could evolve into, like, a poison water type or something like that. I think that'd be really cool. I think if they do another water bug type that evolves into not a water bug type, people are going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. Also, they're apparently just, like, the, uh, they, they're also, like, the, uh, uh, land version of the cleaner fish that you put in aquariums. <laughs> uh, because they also like to scavenge gar- garbage off the ground. And so people value them as cleaners. Um, they call those, uh, placostomists. That's what those are called. Uh, and sometimes they also carry valuable items, so humans and Murkrow sometimes target them. Oh my god, okay, uh, I'm getting slightly sympathetic towards them Yeah, now. you should. Um, but not as much as I am towards the next Pokemon. And the next Pokemon, Bonsweet? Uh, yeah. He's essentially a bonbon. Uh, 
It's not a bonbon. It's a uh, what's it called? That that's a fruit. cherry. A mangosteen. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's a grass type Pokemon. Uh, it doesn't get any cool new abilities. Just some boring Leaf Guard and Oblivious abilities. Um, however, it's it, quote unquote Pokedex once again. Uh, it because it exudes a delicious smell from its entire body. Bonsweet is popular with Pokemon and people of the Alola region. Bonsweet scent has a calming effect on humans, so. Many people let them live inside their homes as sort of an air freshener. What? It does look a bit uh, like an air freshener, too, it, actually. It, like, first of all, they're being enslaved to be air fresheners. Which no, is no, just no. Like, it says they let them live inside their homes, implying the bounce suite actually like being inside their homes. And this is due to the next part of the Pokedex entry. Read it. Unfortunately, it's sometimes swallowed whole by Pokemon drawn to its aroma. Uh, <laughs> okay, keep reading because this is the worst part. When running away from other Pokemon, Bonsweet flees the danger by skipping along the ground. <laughs> uh, since its bouncy movements don't convey to others that it's actually in desperate flight, no one ever comes to its aid. Oh Isn't God! That terrible. That's I mean, hilarious. Viger and I have already pledged to catch every single Bounceweed we see so that they can be safe inside <laughs> our PCs. I don't know if it's going to be good. I, I, I'm i hoping to see an evolution for that. Yeah, this one definitely looks like a, a base Pokemon. It reminds me a lot of uh, Cheruby and Cherim. Yeah. Yes. That was my so, first thoughts when I saw it. Yeah, I... I hope it's something along those lines. Maybe Cherubi gets, like, uh, some kind of uh, split evolution, but that's not going to happen. Uh, moving on, we have Comfey, the uh, essentially the lay Pokemon, but they call it the Posy Picker Pokemon, which is okay. even better. So I saw this Pokemon, and I immediately thought it was, like, Whimsicott's Island Cousin. Like, <laughs> just, it's It's so cute, like... I don't know if it's my cousin, but I can tell you that I love it. It it gets so Flower much. Veil and Triage. Uh, triage is actually the cooler of the two abilities because it apparently gives the highest priority to recovery moves, like Recover. Um, so it, you could get, like, plus six priority to Recover before, like, a Brave Bird hits or a, uh, or, like, Quick Attack or Extreme Speed, which is kind of well, cool. I mean, type, so it needs all the help it can get because the I mean, iron head in the, is coming. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Um, so, Kumpei picks flowers and always carries them around. It makes a ring of blossoms and spreads oil from its body on it, which changes the flowers so they emit a soothing fragrance. The habit of giving these... This is essentially Flabebe. Uh, I just realized that. No, um, Flabebe was like tending to the flower beds. This yeah. picks the flowers. Okay, so yeah, it's like Flabebe's like worst nightmare. It's a Flabebe uh, Klefki. Like. Yeah. No, but I mean, some plants actually need you to pick some of the blossoms so the rest of the plant gets stronger, like roses, right? Okay, okay. So maybe they cooperate. It has a I habit... Don't, I don't really care, it's just so pretty. It has a habit of giving these flower rings to the that it's found of. The ero- oh my gosh, what if a fl- what if a comfey just like drops a lay on you when you get to the region? Oh my gosh, that'd be uh, the aroma can soothe both itself and its allies. Comfey also helps with the treatment of people in Pokemon at Pokemon centers and hospitals thanks to its aroma. When attacked by other Pokemon, it throws its flowers at them to create an opening. 
It's just like, I just imagine a guy like picking up like a coffee mug and like throwing it. So he'd be like, surprise. And then like run away. Like that's what I imagine. Like no, I mean, it's, it's like, like full imagine, of flowers. Imagine a team of these and Klefki and they're like, Klefki's like, jingle, jingle, jingle. He's <laughs> like, no, we have to flee. And they, he throws the flowers at someone and tries to drag Klefki away while Klefki is still going, jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, uh, to create an opening that neither flees or strikes back. Oh, man. Um, oh, my goodness. The one that seems to be uh, much cooler than, I think, all the rest of them, or at least competitively viable, is yeah, this Mudsdale. Is this, yeah, this is the competitive darling right now. Yeah, right? I think so. I don't even care what its stats are right now. Um, so, Mudsdale is a ground type. It is the draft horse Pokemon. It's definitely based on a Clydesdale. Um, it also is just awesome. Uh, it's just awesome. Ground type. Um, so first of all, it knows a new move called high horse power, which is kind of hilarious. Um, it should also be pulling a Budweiser wagon. Um, so it, it's, uh, it, it also gets this new ability called stamina, which is really cool. And why it's probably competitively viable. Also being a ground type Pokemon, uh, it gets, access probably to earthquake i can't see how it could not get earthquake right um i mean if it doesn't i don't know what pokemon is anymore yeah right uh but stamina uh always increases the pokemon's defense by one when it's hit by an attack which is a kind physical of attack a physical thankfully. attack thankfully yes. which is nuts first of all because like what if you got to like plus six that'd be insane uh, well here's the thing though like most things that are going to hit ground type are special attacks yeah that's true so it's going to be water. It's going to be grass. That's yeah, ice. I mean, that's what makes it not too broken. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because, I mean, it's a ground type. It's a pure ground type. Like, if, the, if you made this, like, ground steel, then we'd have, to be, we'd have a problem, right? Oh, yeah. You start giving it some resistances, then we have problems. But here, I don't think we have a problem. Uh, I'd, be, I'd actually be really excited this generation to see grass type get more of a boost. Um, in oh, terms man. of it, because <laughs> grass type is kind of one of the weaker types right now, and if I'm just saying, that this would be would, an opening for grass types to come in and take out Mudsdale, you know what I mean? It would. It would need a pretty big boost. Yeah, mean, it needs a grass lot. Grass type is my favorite, but it kind of sucks. Uh, okay, but back to Mudsdale. Uh, Mudsdale is known for its powerful body as well as emotional fortitude, which keeps it from being agitated by anything. It never cries out, no matter what kind of trouble it's in. And it defeats its opponents with a single powerful blow. Its legs are coated in protective mud, and the weight of its coating increases the force of its kicks. One kick, and a car is a pile of scrap. Mudsdale's running speed is not too swift, but it has excellent power and stamina. It can carry on for three days and three nights, despite being dragging, despite dragging loads of over ten tons. Okay, that is Pokemon math. Um, well, speaking of Pokemon math, this Pokemon weighs more than like Groudon. Yeah, and no, he weighs, it like, weighs less than Groudon, but slightly. He like, weighs like, a like, ton, like, like literally a ton. Like you throw a saddle on him, he weighs more than Groudon. Like yeah, so pretty big. much. Uh, the power of each hoof clop can dig out huge holes, even asphalt. Mudsdale is forbidden to run on some of the lowest public roads. That's silly. <laughs> um, hopefully, a mountable Pokemon. Uh, that's it oh. for the new Pokemon, though. Uh, let's see. There were so many new things dropped, though. 
Uh, I think the biggest one is hyper training. So I want to hold off on that so we can like end on that note. Before that, though, I'd like to talk about these friendly competitions using the Global Link. I love this idea of the Global Link being able to host tournaments and competitions of your own. Oh, yes. Puckle will uh, be taking advantage of that. Right? I mean, I just saw that. And I'm like, man, it's going to be super easy to run the UETC this year. Right? Yeah, I thought, I like, thought the very same thing. Like, like, oh, my goodness, we are set for Puckle tournaments. Right? I, I, I mean, I am a little concerned. I want to see how they're going to... Uh, how many players are able to join each tournament? How many players are able to, uh, like, how long the tournament can run for? Stuff like that. But I, mean, I think this is definitely, like, I don't care what the restrictions are as long as it's not just, like, a single day. I would love to be able to do this and just kind of, like, set it up. And even if it's go. a single day, like, we can do chat box meetup tournaments. Oh, absolutely. I think that's nuts, too. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, like, if they let us go for longer than, like, a couple days, like, this is just going for, like, any tournament we hold. So, uh, it's actually really cool, because as of right now, I think they only let you do um, single and double battles, I think is confirmed at the moment. Um, which, I guess, is everything we do. And you can, uh, I, we can only choose from the Pokedex restrictions, I believe, or what kind of Pokemon to include. Maybe, I'm not 100% sure what they are. But we, when we get more details, probably when we get the games in our hand, we'll understand better, uh, it, which is awesome. I'm super excited for it. I just can't believe this is this is just nuts. Uh, <laughs> I I I'm very excited. I think it's one of the cooler things. And if people start do, using it like in person too, that would be crazy. It'd also be really good for uh, I think side tournaments at nationals. It lets oh, yeah. you set up a rule set so you can make sure that people aren't messing up that rule set. That you know? is very true. And because we we have plenty of horror stories about the Little Cup tournaments at, uh, at Nationals not being – the rules not being followed. Or any uh, tournament in general about the rules not being followed. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the monochromatic tournament? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so, mean – Well, that was also in poor planning on their part because they didn't put the list out until the morning of, which is garbage. Uh, mm. Well, yeah. like, I was talking to kids, like, right before you guys were signed up for that little cup. Yeah. That one guy was like, oh, I've got all these. Like, no, you can't. You can't. Look like, at the rules. They, like, they didn't have the rules posted anywhere for anything like, either. And, he, and he, the kid looks at me and he goes, oh, this isn't Smogon. This is Pokemon. And I'm like, no, this is Pokemon. Like, yeah. <laughs> read the mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. No, no. It's 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 frustrating. Um, So, uh, let now that we have like about five more minutes left, let's let's jump into this other topic, which has been kind of hitting the internet pretty big, which is hyper training. Um, hyper training is apparently going to allow you to edit your IVs of Pokemon for in exchange for items called bottle caps. Um, in addition, the Pokemon that you edit has to be at level one hundred, so there is some there is some caveat. You just don't get to edit the IVs of your Pokemon willy nilly. So. Well, I, for our, for our fans that might be a little bit more casual, yes. IVs are the individual values that your Pokemon can have. Mm-hmm. They go range from zero to thirty-one, and the different stats, the HP, the attack, the defense, um, those IVs determine the hidden power values of a Pokemon, mm-hmm. whether what kind of hidden power comes out, and they also determine how strong they are. So, being able to adjust those to like thirty-one IVs, so like perfect IVs as they're called, is huge because before you could not do that except for breathing yep uh the only caveat i can see here is that you don't get to directly influence the ivs 
Um, so hidden power, that's going to still be an issue. Um, you're going to have to breed for those or get them in another, <laughs> in another well, uh, way. Well, I mean, we don't exactly know that you go from zero to 60 on this one, you know? That's you true. might just get small increments and you might be able to plan your hyper training out. That would so be that awful, though, because if, like, if, these, if these bottle cap items are too hard to get, that's going to be a problem. I think a bottle cap allows you to hyper train that Pokemon. Okay. Like, yeah, that's however many like. times you like, want. Like, oh, give me a bottle cap. We'll do hyper training. Like, is what it seemed like. Okay, I don't, but do you think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to be a mini game like the super training was. It might be. It could be. You're, you're 100% right. It could looked be. pretty similar. And... and, okay, can we talk about this for a second? How they show you the exact number of uh, EVs now? Oh they don't actually. You, they show you the stat. That was the stat, yeah. Was it the stat? I thought it was yep. the exact Yeah, I had, I had a moment of happiness, too, and it was quickly thrown away. Wouldn't that be nice, though, to just Why be able to see the that? EVs? That would be amazing. But, yeah, I mean, I'm so into the idea of hyper-training for two main reasons. One is that, you know, you get a sucky starter. Yeah. You can actually bring that with you. You could use your in-game team. Exactly. Make it viable. And two, there will never again be shinies left to rot in boxes. That's true. Because as long as you manage to get the nature right, which is pretty easy, mm-hmm. then you're you're totally set for shinies. Yeah. It's kind of nuts to think. Well, yeah. I mean, all, all we're missing literally to make Pokemon any easier to get... I mean, this is just the barrier of entry to competitive play. They're They're lowering it and lowering it and lowering it. And the only the only way they can make it any easier is if you could somehow change the nature of the Pokemon at this point. Like, but even then, you got tr- you have that. What is it? Traceability lets you like grab yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm talking. I'm talking enough. about they give you like and... a nature capsule, and you go and change the nature of your Pokemon. Though, I mean, I don't think they're gonna do it, and I hope they're not gonna do it. But I mean, last we gen, had I ability said, capsules. Last gen, I would have said they're not gonna let us edit IVs directly either. Um, yeah, pretty much. I'm so. sitting here being corrected right now. It's all up in the air as of now. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. It behooves the Pokemon company mm-hmm. to stop the cheating. It behooves them to not, like, make it expected that you have to go get a Game Shark to make perfect Pokemon. Yeah. Like, they want a... Because com- the Pokemon competitive scene is growing and growing and growing every year. Yep. And- well, except for this one. I, I think I think the video game participation was way down this year. And that's that's a thing that they need to improve on because the more people play in the video game, the more money they can make. Absolutely, and competitive play with that whole new ten thousand dollar bounty or whatever it is. Yeah, like where they transfer the scholarship and now it's actually cash money. So there's a lot more incentive for people to come out there. But you have these like they're almost rudimentary like barriers of entry. Like why are not rudimentary is not the word I look for. They're just they're asinine. Like having to learn how to do XYZ just so you can hop into a battle and compete. compete. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, it's super easy. It's like the, Name another game where you have to go do all this homework, background work to make your character better before you can hop in. That doesn't happen in Street Fighter. That doesn't happen in Smash. Like, if they well, want a competitive those, game... Those are different games. Yeah, I mean, those you have to actually, like, physically train yourself. Essentially. But, but here's the thing, though. It might be a different game, but you're still targeting the same audience. 
And it's just like how they're trying to compete with mobile games. And they, the, the, the discussion we've had before about them having to dumb down the games to make it easier for your casual players. Because it's no longer just the competition between the other carts you have for your Game Boy. It's the competition you have with your iPad, your oh, yeah. cell phone, your, your, the internet. Of course. The, so, the competitive scene wouldn't be what it is it, it, with like Gen 4 restrictions. So I mean, there's just no way. So they have to make it easier for people to competitively battle. Like, and I, I do see a, a future where they have like this battle simulator, blah blah blah. That's a, a showdown clone. Like, yeah, honestly. I yeah. mean, you know, you know what though? I, I kind of like the spirit they are showing with the details of hyper training because first of all, the thing where the Pokemon has to be level 100. I mean, who here? Have Pokemon that are level 100 that are not their very favorite and the Pokemon they love. That's the most. true. There's just no, necess- no, no necessity to go to level 100 anymore. And two, like, why make the item a bottle cap? Name the trainer in the anime who has the best relationship with their Pokemon. <laughs> James. Yeah. Yeah. It's I hilarious. love that. I That's love hilarious. That. I thought the bottle cap thing was a pretty good. Was a pretty good and, one. I think they're just that. hopping on the uh, Fallout Four hype train myself. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Hope, oh, look, <laughs> Gen Seven takes place in a post-apocalyptic Pokemon world. The, 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 you are a new trainer that has gone to Alola to escape the the radioactive leaks, the, the every ravages nuclear... of everything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all you come with is your pile of bottle caps. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it's, it's the alternate universe where AZ's weapon went off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Exactly. Um, exactly. Well, this is starting pretty dark, but I'll tell you what. If there are wild whimsicote and they give me a comfy as soon as I get there, I might even be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's it for the topic, guys. We're going to take a short break with the commercial and we'll be right back at you with Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Tonight on Audino MD. Please, Dr. Audino, this poor abandoned orphan Skidoo is so sick and berries are doing nothing. Please, can you find out what's wrong with him? I'm sorry, but I cannot do heal pulse. Until I get my PP off. Will Dr. Audino MD be able to save the poor orphan Skidoo? Find out tonight at 7 p.m. on Audino MD. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. Our poke of the episode this week is National Dex 556. Maractus, the cactus Pokemon. <clears throat> it uses an up-tempo song and dance to drive away the bird Pokemon that prey on its flower seeds. Ooh. So it's essentially a cactus, and it is its own scarecrow. Yes, uh, it is just a cactus. Pretty nice. It kind of just <laughs> hops around. It looks like I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it has feet. Um, so Maractus is actually pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, pretty. I mean, you could use it for things. Um, it's it's in the PU tier. Um, it has three abilities: chlorophyll, storm drain, and water absorb. Actually, those are pretty cool abilities to have for a grass type, a little bit, but not really. Um, I've, I've got some trivia on that later. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, it is a cactus, so it makes sense, right? 
Um, so the abilities to run here, I would say, are probably water absorb because you'll actually get like stuff healed, and storm drain's probably not worth it. But you could definitely run like a lead with it. It it has uh, access to spikes. You hold on focus ash. You could probably get away with two layers of spikes in PU. Uh, base 60 speed isn't the end of the world for PU. So No, it's really not. Although, I mean... Hmm. Storm Drain raises special attack. And Maractus' special attack is pretty high for PU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But its moveset doesn't back that up. I... Um. I would, if you had it as like a, a backup to like uh, something that wouldn't want to take that water damage, yeah, that that's the way to do it. I think is just to kind of switch it around. Like, uh, you could run spikes. Uh, Bullet seed is probably your better option on it. Um, Endeavor is a great option, I think, with the focus ash. Bullet seed, but that's physical. I wouldn't go bullet seed. That's physical. Yeah. Um, I think it Energy would break other sashes. Grass knot? I don't know. It depends. I I'm not too familiar with the PU tier to be able to make a call whether or not grass knot would be good. Um, energy ball it does have access to as well as Giga Drain, which might be a better option. Either of those. Mm-hmm. Those um, are not bad. If you and, threw it on a Sun Team, it does get synthesis. So like, yeah. There, there's there's all kinds of ways you can like get health back into this Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. I mean, you could definitely play around with it. Um, it would definitely be good, like, uh, what's, what else is in PU? I think, I think you would definitely need, if you're going to run the spike set, um, a spin blocker, something like, uh, Dusknor, mm. maybe, uh, I think Mistrivis is also in it, but that's really weird. Um, yeah, you don't want to use either of those, or you don't, I would say, I would say Dusknor, because Dusk, I have a, I, there's a place in my heart for Dusknor. Um, I, I love me some Dusknor. Uh, you could definitely use, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's honestly a really hard Pokemon to play with, but you could probably make it work really well just like as like an anti-water Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could, does it get access? I would say, um, hidden power electric, honestly. Ooh. I think that'd be really cool on it. Um, if you're going to run it in like outside of PU, because, you could hit something like, uh, you could get a good switch in to something like Gyarados, Mega Gyarados or something like that. And you could just be like, boom! Or, or just a regular Gyarados and get, you know, get an electric attack off, which would be kind of cool. With its speed? Yeah, with its speed. I think it would be very viable. Well, you, you run Focus Sash, I would say. Run Focus Sash. Okay. Um, run Focus Sash. Still, because there's no way Maractus is living anything otherwise. Um, and you could, like, get a good switch in on stuff. I think that's that's probably the way to play Maractus outside of PU. Hey, you can use any kind of gimmick once. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, as long as you're not playing best two out of three, it could work. Uh, it could work. I saw a guy who was running, like, the most gimmicky, like, Mega Garchomp team, and it was really good. I mean... It, if you get a good Mega Garchomp team going, it's, it just goes fantastic. <laughs> Until somebody plays it the next time. Yeah, um, exactly. Alright, do you want to do the card or do you want to do trivia? Uh, I'll jump into the card real quick and you can get trivia set up. Uh, so there's only one card in rotation. It's going to be gone out of rotation in the next month or so. Uh, you have the Flash Fire Maractus. Um, it looks like it's running away So in its artwork, which is kind of silly. Um, it's got 90 HP. It's a grass type. 
For one grass energy, you can do Exciting Shake. During your next turn, flip six coins instead of two for this Pokemon's Prickly Needles attack. Uh, so the other attack is a double colorless attack called Prickly Needles. Uh, flip two coins. This attack does 20 diamond, 20 times, uh, 20 damage times the number of heads. So I guess so, with Exciting Shake pre, uh, beforehand, you can get up to 120, but average. That's so bad. Essentially, 60. you get to suck more. Yeah. And delude uh, yourself more. Coin flips are really bad. This is, I mean, it's just like using Maractus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Maractus. It's so beautiful. And, like, we know someone who loves it. We are, we are very familiar with somebody who likes Maractus. <laughs> this is why it's the Pokemon of the episode. Yeah, by absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, I, I honestly was going to pick Maractus one of these days because you know how it is with Whimsicott being gone and the Pokemon of the episode sucking abysmally at competitive. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those Pokemon you forget about. It also has a pretty cool shiny. I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of its shiny. Yeah, it's really nice. Not as nice as its original coloration, but it's a very good shiny. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got trivia-wise, Gator? All right, so Ma- Maractus shares its category with Cacnea. They are both known as the Cactus Pokemon. Ooh. Uh, two of Maractus' abilities revolve around how real-world cactuses store water with great efficiency. Water absorbed absorbs direct damage to restore health from them, as well as making it immune to them. While Storm Drain draws in water-type moves directed at another target, also making it um, yeah. Although Maractus can only be found at the Desert Resort in Generation 5, where a permanent sandstorm rages, it cannot have any ability negating sandstorm damage, nor is it rock, ground, or steel type, and thus making it susceptible to damage by the sandstorm. Um, so it's kind of just picked the wrong place to live. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maractus appears to be uh, based on a flowering cactus, most likely the prickly player or the maraca. It also physically resembles a rabbit and may be a visual pun on the bunny ears cactus. It also mm-hmm. seems to be based on traditional Mexican dress styles and due to the fact that it dances and makes maraca-like sounds, may be based on Spanish dances, possibly the Mex- Mexican version of the Cuban sun. And its name is a com- combination of maraca and cactus. Maractus. <laughs> and prickly purrs are delicious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's maractus for you. Um... It is a Pokemon, all right. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's a very pretty Pokemon, and I would hug it if it weren't a cactus. <laughs> all right, then, guys. We are going to go on and kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, (laughs) we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to uh, everyone, uh, or not everyone, anyone that we deem worthy. So we're going to jump right on in and get into the mailbag. The mailbag question last week was, what have you been up to in Pokemon Go, or what things have you found out about it? So uh, I'm definitely interested to hear what you guys have to say. 
Hey, so this first one is from a new listener, Olapede Skolapede. Hey, Puckle, I'm a new listener, obviously from the subject, and I just wanted to introduce you myself to you guys. I am Olapede Skolapede. I guess I don't know why I chose the name, but I'll own it. And I thank you guys for this awesome podcast. So a little about me. I've been a fan of Pokemon since 96, but stopped playing during my high school years because it was uncool. Fortunately, I am now an adult, married, and a father-to-be and can happily say I am more of a fan of Pokemon than I ever have been. So thank you for all of your discussions so I can get my Pokemon fixed throughout the week. Also, for the mailbag question, I love Pokemon Go but hate the server issues. Can't tell how many raspberries and Pokeballs have been wasted because of the freezing Pokeball issue. Currently, I'm at level 19, but by the time you record, I will probably be about 21-ish. But yeah, sorry for the long email, and thanks again. Olipede Skolipede. Awesome. Uh, wonderful. Welcome. Uh, you want to grab, somebody want to grab this next one from Antonin? Yeah, it. I can do it. Oh, okay, uh, go ahead. Fight. <laughs> fight? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hello all, it's been quite some time since I wrote in, but the topic of Pokemon Go got me excited enough to fire up my email client and start writing this message. Will it eventually get sent? I don't know, but I have about 10 drafts written to Puckle from the past several months that I never finished or sent. Anyways, I started playing Ingress a few months back to get used back into playing AR geolocation-based games. Plus, knowing the location of portals was a great idea. I mean, I know where the Pokestops and gems would be. With that said, here are some things I've noticed about Pokemon Go. Pokemon stops suck. Yeah, I said it. In Ingress, a portal had so many uses. You could attack it, take it over, deploy stuff to it, mod it, hack it, and link it. Every portal was useful and crucial in the game. Pokestops seemed to be completely useless. I find myself switching from Go to Ingress when I come upon a Pokemon stop. Number two, it feels like Pokemon in real life. Let me explain that a little better. You know how in Pokemon, the average Joe has like five Rattatas and a Pidgey because that's all they can catch in their town? That's how I feel. And it's awesome. I'm like an NPC, and unless I go to a road trip, I'll stay at an NPC. If I want to become a champion, I literally have to go on a journey of my own to catch the real world. Or on my own through the real world. Number three. Catching Pokemon is the thing that gives Go a leg up over Ingress. I'd say that I prefer Ingress in, in every way except that Pokemon catching. Duh, you might say, but no, you don't understand. There's nothing to do between portals and Ingress. It's like wandering through a desert from oasis to oasis trying to quench your thirst. With Go, the idea of being able to catch Pokemon wherever is amazing. I was at Walmart the other day and picking out a pizza and bam, Hitmonchan appeared out of nowhere. Of course, I ran out of Pokeballs before I could catch it, but you get my point. You can play Go wherever and whenever you please. Ingress was much more selective. Unless you were in the portal crowded area, you might not even open Ingress. With Go, I find myself booting it up just to check what's around me. Number four. The battery drain is real, and the speeds are slow, and the servers are unreliable. I'm used to the snappiness of Ingress. It takes me five minutes to boot into Ingress, and another five for it for me to, to find me on the map. With Pokemon Go, I might as well be booting up Windows 95 and making myself a coffee while I'm at it. I can't even rely on the game once it boots up. I've had it continuously loading several times while trying to catch a Pokemon, and thus missing out on it. I have had other hiccups along the way, but that's been the most frustrating thing. Or, you know, when you're walking by a Pokestop, so you spin it, and you keep walking, by the time the spin loads up, you get the neat message, Pokestop is too far away. Great. With Ingress, I'm able to deploy four resonators as I'm driving by a portal. Um, I really hope that some smart IT people out there in Niantic can help quickly scale them up. I certainly hope you're not driving by a portal and deploying resonators. Yeah, that would be bad. 
Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, five. I hope he's in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah, that. Come on, don't Pokemon and go and drive, and don't ingress and drive. All right, number five. Everyone knows about it, and so many people play it. My friends are aren't exactly Pokemon friendly, but I constantly see them screenshotting their Landorus catches. Some even go as far as showing their entire inventory on Facebook. It's crazy. My boss talks about it. My coworkers play. Coworkers play it. My old friends got into it, and honestly, I didn't even know any of these people were ever interested in Pokemon. And I bet you many of them, in fact, never played another Pokemon game in their lives. I'm just really excited about it. It's pretty freaking, uh, pretty freaky, though, seeing groups of people huddling in the streets with the Go loading screens on whispering amongst themselves. Anyways, it's been fun. I enjoy the game and can't wait to slowly make my way up to level 20. Antonin. Wonderful. Uh, you want to get this next one from the Coyote King? Coyote uh, King, I think. I don't know how to spell it. It's Japanese. Kyotai Watch. What? Kyotai Watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we are butchering your name too hard, please send us a pronunciation guide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kyotai King says, Firstly, Salandit! I've been waiting for a poison fire for ages. Well, any poison types make me squeal with joy, but Salandit more than usual. My mind is filled with daydreams of conquered steel types in my future. Even my fellow poison trainers will not be safe from my deadly status inducers. In other news, I am both ecstatic and disappointed in Pokemon Go. I think much of my problems have to deal with the quality of my phone. As such, it is terribly, terribly difficult to take gyms or consistently Pokehunt. My phone overheats terribly while playing. I can't listen to music while the app is active. Uh, that's an issue with everyone, actually. Yeah. The app doesn't let you play any other sound with it. I can't receive phone calls, messages, notifications, etc. Et okay, that's an issue. Uh, I think I'll finally have to invest in the Samsung Galaxy S5. Server issues are obviously the number one drag, although it's been difficult to determine where the phone's issues end and the server issues begin. It's probably 80% server, server issues be frank. Uh, they're getting better now, but this email is from like almost a week ago. So, um, Having said all of that, let me just move on to the part where I engage in excited Velociraptor screeching. The, this game is like wildfire, and I love that it brings so many people out. I'm terribly shy, but I'm a huge Pokemaniac, so it's been great for me getting to go out and talking to folks. Our park in Lower Alabama is crawling with Dratini, by the way, so everyone and their mobile have a one for, have a 1400 plus Dragonite guarding their gyms. I've been proud to say that we have an impressive Team Instinct presence here, Woo! and while we may not be the most aggressive team, we are the most organized and coordinated. Together, we can take and hold any gym from any team. Way too go. Folks around here are really getting into the whole team thing. There's a guy in our team making shirts, and I'm about to start making Team Instinct buttons. Message me a P.O. box and let me know how many to send you guys. Oh, Ooh, I don't have a P.O. box. <laughs> Those are expensive. Uh, I, 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 I'm sure we can work something out. Um, <laughs> well, sorry for the long email, and I'll end with my strongest Pokemon, which is a 1930. I'm sorry, uh, 935 Jolton, I've named Chance. I'm only level 16, that is a very high CP Jolton. The first Pokemon I caught was an Electabuzz in Kent State while I was visiting my grandparents in Ohio during the week of the 4th of July. I was thrilled, 
because I didn't realize it was rare until I got back. Well, now his paltry 168 CP is nothing to brag about, but Kent the Electabuzz will remain a favorite. Sorry for the long email, always happy to write in. Keep up the good work. Bukimaniac Kyotai of Team Instinct. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Alright, so the next one is from the Sentient Pokeball. Oh god, <laughs> everybody wrote like long emails today. I don't think we're going to be able to get to everything. Uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> Alright, this is from the Sentient Pokeball. Last time in the adventure of the Sentient Pokeball, I was received as an item by a 29-year-old guy at a Pokestop. The 29-year-old definitely isn't actually the person writing this email. Luckily for me, every time that I'm about to be flung out of 10 CP Pidgey, I am saved either by the server issues or I'm able to push another Pokeball to the top of the bag instead. I have a plan for escaping, though. You know how sometimes you throw a Pokeball and accidentally curves the way left or right, even though you never wanted that to happen? I believe I will try that method of escaping. <laughs> As it seems to be, those Pokeballs that miss the target are just left on the ground inexplicably. I guess trainers can't be bothered to walk over where they landed and just after they're finished capturing their Pokemon. Usually, this would be the place where I would insert a dumb segue to what the mailbag question was about. But this week, I would like to do something different. I am sure that what I would, what I could say about the bugs in Pokemon Go wouldn't add much to what would be said in other emails this week. So I'd like to tell the tragic story of what happened this past week and... Uh, it seems like this has been happening to a few of us lately, but I lost my Pokemon Y cartridge on Saturday. Now, normally this wouldn't be a huge deal because Oraz is better for breeding, has new, newer Megas. However, I did the bulk of my Gen 6 breeding in Pokemon Y, and while I did transfer some things over to Bank and Omega Ruby, at least three quarters of my competitive Pokemon were on that cartridge. Ouch. I'm not exactly sure where it could have gone. All I know is that my very young niece and nephew were at my apartment, and my Pokemon Y was sitting on top of my 3DS, and one of them must have grabbed it. I spent hours looking for it in my apartment, in every nook and cranny, but I can't find the cartridge anywhere. The only feasible explanation as I can think of is that my nephew grabbed it and dropped it in the garage, and I know that the garage was taken... The taken, garbage. Oh, the garbage. I don't know why I said garage. Uh, the, dropped it in the garbage, and I know that the garbage was taken out the day after they left, so that would mean it's lost forever if that's the case. I was trying to challenge gym leaders in the Summer League for badges, but without access to those other Pokemon, I don't think I can acquire enough badges with just the Pokemon I have, and I don't have enough time to breed for more teams before the Summer League is over. This is the lesson for, from the story, kids. Don't wait until two weeks are left in the Summer League to start your badge collecting, which I'm pretty sure is something Gator actually has been preaching about the entire Summer League. I've uh, not had a single episode where I haven't been like, hey, start playing now. Yeah, right? It's only a week left, too, for the Summer League. It's going to be over next weekend. By the next time you hear this show, the Summer League is over with badge collecting. Uh, so, there, that is, there's that. Um, uh, where, where was I? Um, and don't leave your games, games tighter cases. cases. Uh, I do want to thank Hanakane, Minor Manetric, and Hex Maniac Lock for the battles, though. I thought I might be able to defeat all of the gym leaders with just one team, and I was completely wrong. So I learned a lot from their battles and how well they use their, some of their underutilized Pokemon. I will definitely be more prepared for next summer, once Sun and Moon are out, and I'll be hyped to breed competitive Pokemon again. I remember someone else recently lost their 3DS on the bus. Scrawn, maybe? No, it's actually Jushiro. And I was taking it in stride, so I will adopt that attitude as best as I can. Uh, after all, I still have Orez, and I can still use that in the new training courses offered by you guys. Which is a great idea, and I'm definitely going to sign up for that. Uh... Anyhow, I'll probably still challenge the gyms for fun, and I will catch you all on the flip-flop. The Sentient Pokeball. Hmm. All right. Well, 
Or uh, sorry, you lost your poop. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, you want to grab this next one from the random listener, Gator? Okay, you're unstarring him as we go. I see yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. Right. Yo ho! How be me, Puckle Crew, this week? I just met an actual talking parrot, so I'm feeling especially pirate today. Yarg. Alright, alas, before I get to the mailbag question, I must tell ye the tale of the story time long forgotten. Not really, just sticking with the pirate thing. Should, should I read this as a pirate? Is that what? Uh, I guess if you want to. Alright, mateys. Wait a minute. The story connects with the mailbag question. What a coincidence. So there I be, walking down the streets that night, and I had a Dutch chocolate shake in one hand, and me portable Pokemon hunting device in the other. As I slipped me shake, I noticed something through the stitching of me eye patch. I don't actually own an eye patch, though. A Hitmonchan, the equivalent of a chest full of gold standing before me. I quickly engage my foe and throw me ball. My face filled with horror as if Blackbeard had descended on my phone and cursed it with a weird pirate magic. The game had frozen. No! I yelled soon, furiously shipping my shake for comfort as the treasure had been lost. I tried restarting my app, but in vain. So that's that. Before ye walk the plank, here be some wisdom. Don't try and sail your ship and play Pokemon Go at the same time. Destruction and surprise, submersion are sure to ensue. Keep it classy, the Landum listener. <laughs> that was some wise pirate there. Yeah. He also made me want a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, you want to grab this next one from uh, Pocket Fluffius? Sure. Hey, how are you, Puckle people? It's Pocket again. So, a week has passed since I sent my last mailbag in, and as I'm listening to Maximus read my email about how salty I am that I can't download Pokemon Go, I'm sitting here waiting for my instance to run out after taking a little bike ride. Yeah, I upgraded my phone, not just so I could get Pokemon Go, but because I was having issues with the old one. So, hooray! I've joined the Pokemon Go crowd with the rest of my friends. And in the three days I've had it, I can already answer this week's mailbag. The server issues for me were absolutely infuriating. The first day with the game was, for the most part, great. Aside from one failure to catch Ratata, I didn't even have any issues. I even caught an Arcanine from a moving car. The passenger seat, of course. I'm not a maniac. Good job. <laughs> but, and also, man, an Arcanine. Uh, but everything changed the following day. I took my bike to the store, and none of the Pokestops along the way would work. I encountered a wild Pidget... And every time I got it into a ball, my game would freeze. I had to restart four or five times, and I eventually gave up on catching anything at all. It only got worse from there. When my friends came to pick me up and take me for a ride, I was locked out of the servers completely. Even though they had no issues, I was locked out for several hours. When things finally started working again and I could catch more Pokemon, all we saw was a wild Charmander. Uh, only one... Uh, oh... We also a wild Charmander. Only one of us was able to capture it, while for me, I got the dreaded Pokeball freeze screen, and it just fled from the others. Everything seems to be going great today, though. I actually woke up and opened Pokemon Go first thing, and when I saw a Jolteon across the street, I sprang out of bed in a hurry to get it. Where do you leave, man? Yeah, uh, right? <laughs> in an agreement with Thatch, 
-hmm. I'm in agreement with that. This thing is going to stay popular with Pokemon fans, but it's still a fad that won't last with the average Joe. Especially if Pokemon Go Beyond Gen 1, if, if Pokemon Beyond Gen 1 are eventually added and the purists flee in disgust. When that happens, the servers will run a lot better, and I look forward to that. Now, I'll catch you at the Pokestop. Fuck it. Wonderful. Alright, so this next one is from Sometimes I Fly. Uh, hey, ya Puckle Crew, Sometimes I Fly here with an email for you. Last week, I mentioned that I wanted to play Pokemon Go Skateboarding Edition, and I appreciate the concern you had for my safety over the matter. I would like to make a PC PSA at this time. Attention, do not skateboard and Pokemon, or you will end up in the Poke Center. I remember kids always wear your Kabuto helmets while riding. That sounds like a fun product we could make. Mm -hmm. I was using the app on battery saver mode in my pocket and would hop off to explore wherever I felt a vibration that a Pokemon was near. I feel conditioned to the point where if my phone vibrates for a text during the day, I am let down that it is not it is not instead of Pokemon. Oh my god, I get legit angry. If I'm out Pokemon hunting and I get a text or a message from somebody, <laughs> I'm just angry. Like, why? Why are you messaging me? This is, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. This is Pokemon time. <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad. Real quick, I mentioned I bought a Pokemon, a copy of Pokemon X last week to start making competitive teams. I already have a copy of Omega Ruby for battling with all the Mega Evolutions and exploring Hoenn. I have bred a few Pokemon on that cartridge, but unfortunately, when I started trying to complete my teams, the number of Pokemon only available on X and Y was getting out of hand, so I decided to make the investment. Alright, with that out of the way and onto the mailbag of the day, I use Pokemon Go to be an egg hatcher. Why does it feel like I'm really a bug catcher every time I skate along the street? I am left sad to see three little feet. I caught it. I did that. I did it. That Ekans is mine. Oh, wait, a server crash. Maybe next time. But the biggest issue, and please grab a tissue, is that the blue and red teams are invincible, it seems. Woe is me. I cannot beat their CP. Maybe I'll try poking. It can't be as broken. In the end, I don't brood. I'm in too bright a mood. When I'm outside in the sun, I can't help but have fun. Thanks for clearing up the forum problems in the last episode, Thatch. I'll be visiting the subreddit for sure. As an aside, is anyone playing on planning on playing in the Sinnoh Classic? Unfortunately, I did not. Nope. Um, it is an interesting meta with no genies or primals, not to mention, of course, Gen 4 forever. <laughs> uh, have a great week, Puckle. Sometimes I fly gone, use dig and escape. <laughs> uh, I really like this one. That was pretty good. Uh, all right. Uh, you want to grab this next one from uh, Cleary? Um, Gator? Yeah. All right. Hey guys, it's Cleary, back from the depths of searching for the Mega Evolutions for Sun and Moon. I'm worried they may not be in this region. Hopefully now that it's been said on the podcast, we'll get new ones announced next week. <laughs> <laughs> so about those bugs. Uh, Grubbin's pretty cool. Wimpod is amazing. Pretty sure it's a silverfish and not a horseshoe crab. Oh, another cute. animal I loathe. No, they're, they both look very similar, so it could be either or. Uh, Mimikyu is an amazing, but I'm worried that its ability may be the most broken thing in all of Pokemon. Uh, probably not. Uh, there's plenty of things that have sturdy yeah. and other stuff that oh, it should be fine. Um, mm -mm. Let's say you have two Mimikyus. And that's your first. That's your first problem. And no place ever are you ever al allowed to have two of the same Pokemon. Exactly. Um, let's say you have two Mimikyus and the ability isn't a one-time use, which if Game Freak is smart, which they are, it will be. You can just constantly switch out and take a hit until either time runs out or you at some point 
toxic saw the other player. No, that can't happen. There's a species clause. Species clause um, even exists inside Nintendo's official formats. Mm-mm. Exactly. You get, they, they call it like the the number. They can't have uh, duplicate Pokemon yep. numbers. Uh, Pokemon Go has been a wonderful as far as going out and doing things outside till the servers time out, and I sit in my car and wait for them to come back on. Apparently, the game was DDoSed by a hacker group a week or so ago. Apparently, they are planning on taking the servers down again on August first. Uh, it's unfortunate that some people just want to poop on everyone's fun. See, I don't know if it's a DDoS group that they're talking about. Like, it's easy for these groups to take credit for these server downloads yeah. things. But, yeah. like, honestly, if you want to DDoS something, have 10 million people trying to use the app at once. Yeah, right. I seriously <laughs> doubt their botnet is as strong as, like, literally all of these people trying to play the game at, like, 24 hours a day. Yep. So, I'd be surprised if a DDoS brings it down. Um, yeah, anyways, I mean... Oh, go ahead, uh, No, I just meant to say that Go hit 50 million downloads on Android alone today. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... If you want to... if you, A DDoS attack is a distributed denial of service, for anybody that doesn't know. And basically what it is is a bunch of people hitting a server at the same time. Like, um, if you ever use Reddit, they call it the Reddit Hub Death, where if a site becomes popular, a bunch of people visit it, it takes it down. Well, these people have these botnets and computers where they have these trojans and they'll infect the computers and then use the computers to like hit a site and try to bring the site down. Well, with something like Pokemon Go, where the infrastructure is kind of robust at this point because they have so many people and so many servers all around the world, it would take a lot to DDoS that. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about the long email. I know you guys have the new rule about it, so if it's not read on the podcast, I at least hope the info about the DDoSers gets out. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. All right. And I'm going to say we have time for uh, one more. Um, I would go for Arkham Shift Tree, though. Uh, what is it, Kat? Okay. Hello, Puggle people! Arkham Shifter back from Pokemon Go Adventures. Now, I'd just like to say I've had the funniest experience, in my opinion. So, I was out and about, hunting for a ghastly, which is rare in my part of Philly. I saw a gym down the street turn grey, I looked over, and I saw who took out the gym, and looked back at my phone, and it's now red. I decided to head over to the gym while he was walking away. I battled and demolished the gym, he got not even five minutes ago. I put my pincer down, and I see him about two blocks away. He stops and turns to the gym. I smiled, waved, and started to walk away. And I, as I look back, he's already trying to get the gym back. But he failed. That was my experience. I'd love to hear your funny experiences for the following weeks to come. Love, shift trip. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's it for the mailbag funny. this week. Um, well, I got, I got a funny experience I'll share. If you don't mind, Thatch. Um... Okay. Um, so I was there's a gym that's near my house that I claim is my gym because I was the first person to take it. Also, Team Instinct is going to be ours, duh. Um, well, there was the Mystic person there sitting at the gym at the same time I was, and it was stacked six deep. I finally took everyone down, and she kept sniping me. So it would go white, and she would snipe in before I could get the chance to throw a Pokemon on there. And I was like, no, I'm done with this. So I sat there for like half an hour. And just killed everything she threw at the gym. And finally, like, I saw her just, like, put her phone down and back out and, like, give me this look as she was trying to <laughs> Like, the, the amounts of salt I got off of that was so worth it. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So, mailbag badge. I think almost everybody that sent an email had one, except for Olapede Skolapede. 
Yeah, uh, I think everyone has it, yes. Yep. Uh, I don't know, do you think Olipede Skolipede earned it this time? That is the question. It, I mean, it was well. a decent email, but it, it didn't blow me away. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't have to give one out this week. That's fine. Um, that's fine. Uh, next week, though, guys, you can try again. Uh, you can send an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, answering the question uh, this time, what is your favorite thing to come out of the latest news dump? Uh, what Pokemon is your favorite? What uh, What do you think of hyper training or these competitions that we can hold on the 3DS now? So I would appreciate that. Once again, PucklePodcastMeal.com. If you also have some more, uh, if you want to get more involved in Puckle, you can come to PucklePodcast.com and chat with us. You can also talk to us on Twitter at PucklePodcast. Find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash PucklePodcast. Subscribe to our subreddit, which is serving as our forums currently, um, which is r slash Puckle. You can also follow us on Tumblr which is Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. I always get that one backwards. Um, and if you can spare a few minutes, uh, go to iTunes and get, drop us an iTunes review. That helps more people find us, helps us become bigger, better, and have more fun. And finally, if you'd like to help us financially in any way, you can check out patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. We, uh, we appreciate all of the support you guys give us, and you get access to a, quite, a cool, uh, quite a few cool rewards. Also, we if you're not like the kind of person that wants to set up a subscription, we still do have the PayPal account. Yes, we so, do like, have we do have a PayPal button on the website that you can just click and do a one time donation as well. Uh, so yeah, check that I got check that out, guys. And uh, as always, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Gator, and I am the flossiest swim secret. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.